have one of our Veritex golfers talk with me about an interesting perspective on golf. This is J.P. Thornton. He's on the APGA Tour. J.P. was born in Memphis, Tennessee, lives in Houston, Texas now. He attended Texas Southern University where he's received a degree in business administration marketing. J.P. competed in the 2011 WNB Classic Nationwide Tour, now it's the Corn Ferry Tour. He also had in 2020 the APGA Tour event at Sugarloaf Champion. And one of the things that we're going to be talking about with J.P. today is just his his different perspective on golf. When you hear him, you'll hear golf as a player, golf as different aspects of the whole industry, and his hope for all people who can see a difference in how you grow your game and how you grow your life. Today on the show, we have a very, very special guest. Uh, JP Thornton's with me today. JP is a professional golfer and is part of the Veritex golf team, and we're so happy to have him on board with us. JP, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. And I'm so happy to be a part of the team and just looking forward to great success. I know. Well, we've been following you a little bit. I had a couple of calls with some of the people that you know through the APGA tour, and okay. they recommended you highly. And I, when I was looking at everything from Houston, went to school at TSU and graduated there uh, with a marketing degree. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. So you're from Memphis. Originally from Memphis, was uh, born and raised here, born in 85, started playing golf. Actually, I was introduced to the game in 1992 okay. and I was I was seven years old. It was pretty much one of my dad's good friends. He graduated from high school. He was into sales back in the 90s. And, you know, being right. in sales, you, you know, you get, get fun of playing golf because basically that's where most of the deals are made on the golf course. Mm -hmm. So he kind of mentioned to my dad that it would be very, very good for me and my brother to get started in the game. You know, it'd probably really? be good for us on the long term. At that time, I was seven, and it was more directed towards my brother because in Memphis, you couldn't play on a public course until you were eight. And then okay. some courses, it was 10 years old. So really, it was kind of directed towards my brother. So he bought my brother a club over. <laughs> Uh -huh. I bought him a nice little video. It was like a little instructional video. I can't remember uh -huh. the name of the video, but it was a video that kind of correlated tennis and golf together. Okay. So it kind of taught you how to grip the club, taught you, you know, the swing and things of that nature. And I used to watch the video when I was seven. I didn't have a club, but I used to kind of mess around with the club that my dad's friend bought over. So I, I kind of got a real, real interest in it, but I can never go to the golf course. So when he used to come pick my brother up, I used to have to just kind of hang back. It kind of grew my interest for it. You know, the little brother, I always want to do what the big brother's doing. So I had to pretty much kind of watch him play golf for an entire year. And that's when he got introduced to the Mid-South Junior Golf Association because eventually he joined that organization because on my mother's side, my grandmother, she has a business partner. Okay. They were best friends since grade school and they started a flower shop uh -huh. together here in Memphis. And her oh. husband, he was a sales manager for Coors Brewing Company which is, that's another uh -huh. way that he, he ended up playing a lot of golf that way. And with right. him, uh, Cal Vinson, he was the president of the Mid-South Junior Golf Association. Him and the founder, which is Charles Hudson, he was the founder of the Mid-South Junior Golf Association. And they got my brother introduced to it in 92. So when he used to go to the camps, I used to go with my parents to pick my brother up from the camp. And that's when I kind of got my start. I used to kind of chip around the putting green and putt. And yeah. I kind of got my start, I guess you could say, from the putting green bathroom. Right. And so that whole year, I had to watch my brother the whole summer go to camps to come back and I was stuck at home. Eventually you had to be eight years old to start in the camp. So I started when I was eight uh, okay. in the in the camp. And that's when I fully got introduced to it where I was able to go to the camp. In the summertime, I just fell in love with it from that point. And then eventually in 1994, I ended up getting my own set of clubs. 
and then that's when pretty much everything from there just kind of took off. That's so that's so interesting. I think it's very funny that your big brother you had to follow him around. Then you ended up being the one who really took the game. Does your brother play? He's very very seasonal. I mean, he will probably play <laughs> maybe three times a year. I would say one Hi. time he will play one time with me a year, and then okay. maybe he might play in a company scramble where he works at now. I might get invited to play in that with him because you know he wants to win. So. Exactly. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, he did go to school on a scholarship, on the golf scholarship. He really? went to Talladega. He played in college, but he was more of a high 70s, low 80s, maybe even mid 80s shooter, you know, yeah. for the most part. I mean, he just didn't have the, I guess you could say I, I was really driven to play because I had a lot of success at a young age. I mean, I, right. I won my first junior tournament when I was 11. And it eventually started taking me to a lot of different junior tournaments across the country, you know, up to Ohio, Florida, uh, Arizona, California. So I just kind of, you know, I just really, really got very passionate about it. And I mean, I played other sports as well. I mean, I played basketball all the way through up to high school. Okay. Um, I ran track, played baseball, all those things. But I used to just like the fact of golf being an individual sport. And pretty much I didn't have to rely on teammates to really get the job done. And it was uh -huh. more like everything was on me. So if I didn't play well, it was no one else I could blame. It just yeah. made me really be accountable for how I perform. And I enjoyed that very much about the game. Yeah, I think that's interesting you say that. Because my uh, youngest son was a, a little high school golfer. That's all he was. And he did find that. But one of the things I noticed about that was the mental part of it, his mental toughness about it, yeah. because as you said, you're playing against yourself to some day. You're not really playing against anyone else. You're playing against yeah. yourself. And so the mental toughness to do that every day uh, and not beat yourself up when you have a bad shot or keep going and, and things yeah. like that. I think that's a really great lesson for a lot of people in yes. life. So tell yeah, me about I mean, mental toughness. Oh, yeah. I mean, it takes a ton of mental toughness. And I really it, it really helped me throughout life in general. I mean, uh -huh. for one, I mean, like you say, you, you know, you have to be accountable. You know, you have to have integrity. I mean, those are things also that, you know, the first team of Memphis taught me as well. Just being accountable, having integrity, perseverance, things of those right. natures. Because, I mean, I'm not going to say I was always just an even kill type of person. <laughs> like when I was little, I was very, very fiery. You know, like if I hit a bad shot, you know, I used to be upset and things like that. But as right. I evolved, and got older, I've learned how to really channel that aggression and be able to apply it in the right direction. And I mean, I also helped in life because I mean, you know, you're going to have stumbles and you're going to have stumbling blocks in life. And you just, like I say, you always have to just continue to move forward, you know, look at the, the glass half full instead of looking at it half empty and just continue to just be positive. Right. And I always think, you know, the, the best is yet to come. So that's, that's pretty much how, how I live life up to this point. Yeah, I think that's one thing that golf does for people. I think that the difference that I see in people like you and others that are play it a lot is it's not just the game. It's the other part of it. It's the integrity. It's the yeah. nobody else is making you get up and practice every day. And you got to want to do it. It's also, you are playing against yourself. There's, there's, you're not really playing against another person. You're playing against yourself. And so that strength can help you in other areas of your life as well. Yeah. yeah I mean, like I said, golf has made me very, very self-motivated. And it has also helped me in, you know, in the career aspect, because, you know, when I was playing golf, you know, in between, you know, having jobs in the golf industry, as well as in, you know, in the corporate world. I mean, it really, really helped as far as being a self-starter, being motivated and, you know, just taking that initiative to get jobs done without someone having to hang over your head to make right. you do things. Like right. I say, without a doubt, golf has helped me so much in so many different other areas of my life. I mean, even as far as with, you know, spirituality, you know, because I'm a firm believer in Christ. 
you know, right. and I mean, like I say, you have to be self-motivated to want to get up and pray every morning, you know, read your Bible. So, I mean, like I say, it's taught me how to prioritize my life, you know, and really, really know what's important because that's pretty much mm -hmm. how, how my life is, is built on. It's built around God. Then family comes second. Then third is gone. That's oh, man. Much I love hearing that. that. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> That's so awesome. Well, I think the one thing I love about hearing about is that you're using the game and the, not just your swing and, and what you're shooting as a way to live your life. At First Tee Greater Dallas, we build experiences that build character because this is what you carry with you to everything you do. And we believe all kids deserve to feel excited to grow, safe to try something new, and better equipped for whatever comes at them next. We do this by helping them develop their swing, but more importantly, their inner strength. We do this with coaches who help them navigate the course, but more importantly, mentors who guide them through new challenges. We are opening access to the game, but more importantly, access to guided personal growth. Because we know what's inside doesn't just count, it changes the game. Each of our stories have created impact, and combined, it has brought Dallas where it is today. Let's write this next chapter together. Go to www.firsttdallas.org. One of the things I wanted to talk to you about a little bit is just, you know, growing up in Memphis, I did read that you got a lesson from Tiger Woods at a young age, which I think is cool. And we, you know, keep Tiger in our prayers. I know he's had a, an accident right when we're having this interview. But one of the greatest things that I heard is that, you know, what a defining moment that was for you, because mm -hmm. there was someone like Tiger that you got to look to that was like you, that looked like you, that felt like you. And so tell me a little bit about that experience. So I started in 93. Mm -hmm. Before 93, I, I didn't know about Tiger. I didn't learn about Tiger until roughly about 95 when he was winning okay. a lot of U.S. amateurs. So I had already started playing before I knew what Tiger was. When he turned pro and he won the Masters, you know, that was a really, really big thing. You know, he broke down a lot of barriers. And like I said, it was very, very inspirational. He won in April of 97. And then I guess you could say August of 97. That's when I had the opportunity to meet him. And I mean, it was just like I was starstruck for the most mm -hmm. part, you know, being able to meet him because he was such a phenom. Had just won all those U.S. amateurs, turned pro, won the Masters. So it was just a great. I mean, I was. I was like deer in the headlights, just absolutely <laughs> nervous when I met him. I eventually met him. And I mean, it was just a great experience. Well, I was 12 years old, you know, right. and it was just, right. I walked up to him. He shook my hand like, hey, I'm Tiger. And I mean, I just kind of stumbled. I, I had to remember my name, things of that nature. And then, you know, he, he hit a few shots. And then, like every time I hit a shot, you know, I look at him to see what, what he would think. And right. he just had his arms folded, just sitting there like, well, hit another one. You know, he was just kind of watching me. And I mean, it was just a, it was a great experience. You know, he taught me how to grip it. And my grip at the time was, you know, just, I was a 12 year old. So once he put my hands on the club and told me, this is how you need to grip it. I've never changed my grip ever since. Really? So I used the same grip that he gave me back in 97. It was just an amazing experience. And I mean, he really didn't tell me too much about my swing. I guess I had a pr pretty fundamentally sound swing. The three things I do remember, it was that he told me to, you know, he changed my grip and he told me to make sure I keep my shoulders square because I used to always settle my shoulders open. I still, I'm still a victim to that too, to this day. <laughs> so I always make sure my shoulders are square. And he just said, make sure you just swing as hard as you can by staying on balance and just wrap that club around your neck. And that's what I do now to this day. Well, that's so interesting to me. I think, you know, part of it, he teaching us swing, but being able to look at African-Americans in the golf game and what that means to you, because you can be that next person that someone's looking to you and saying, oh my God, JP showed me how to do a grip. 
for something or taught me how to swing. What does that mean to you to be someone that can look up to in the golf game? I mean, it's just a very, very humbling thing for me, you know, to be influential to other kids coming up. Mm -hmm. And I just try to be a very good example. Tell them about, you know, integrity, just telling them about perseverance. You know, everything's not always going to go your way. Just continue to strive and just build great relationships with people. And right. I just try to, you know, instill those things in the kids and, you know, if I can do it through golf, it's great. If I can do it through spirituality, that's wonderful too. Right. I mean, I just any way I can to try to influence kids and kids below me. That that's really what it's all about. You know, just trying to give back and open up doors that wasn't open for me. Just like Tiger, he broke down barriers, and there are still a couple more barriers that need to be broken sure. down. Because I mean, you know, with the PJ Tour, you look at it now. Out of all the players on tour, we only have like four that are African-American yeah. at, the, at the moment. And mm -hmm. I feel like it, it should be more. And that's really one of my main reasons for playing golf to, you know, make sure it's a, a more presence of diversity in the sport. And I mean, even with me playing now, I can see that there are avenues that are opening up for, for people behind me. Cause it's not really about me. It's more about people that are coming behind me. And right. just letting them know that these avenues are here. This industry is here. I mean, it's a, a huge industry, not necessarily just playing golf. You could be a teaching pro, you could be a club professional, even from being a green superintendent. You know, I mean, right. things like that are just so many different things, you know, club build, you can work in sales. I mean, it's just so many different avenues. And I just try to make sure that, you know, in, in inner city neighborhoods, I mean, it's really only three things the kids think think that's their ticket to get out, which is one right. is going to be basketball. Football is another one, you know, and if it's not, it's trying to get into music, entertainment or something of that nature. And I just want right. to just open some eyes and let them know that these other avenues are out here. You try to broaden your thinking and just make sure they know that there are other avenues out here to pursue. Well, I think that's interesting you say it because when you're speaking about golf, you know, it's not just playing on the tour. You really opened my eyes to hearing something different that playing on the tour is part of it, but there's, yes. you know, there's sales jobs, there's building clubs, there's teaching, there's all kinds of things. And wow, what a great way to look at an industry as a whole and that you had that perspective of that. Maybe that's not something people thought about. If you can't be Tiger Woods or J.P. Thornton, what can you do in the golf world? Because there's so many different avenues. And I just want to congratulate you on really thinking ahead of that, because that is, that's a big deal. Not everyone's going to make the tour, right? But yes. there are lots of great things you can do in it. So what a great way to look at life and look at the industry itself. Golf itself should be looking at those things to get yes, more uh, people of diversity into those kind of industries. So great job, JP. Yeah. Wow. I mean, you know, to kind of add on that, I mean, when I was in college, I did get a golf scholarship to college and um, yeah. like I say my parents they don't play golf you know I really didn't know what direction to take as far as to play professional golf so it was right. more of a learning curve for me as well when I got out of college so on top of that I'm the first person in my family like immediate family to have a college degree that was a really big goal of mine when I was coming through college was to graduate from college just for you know my kids sake and generational things after me so I kind of set that standard to make sure you do get your education when I got out of college honestly I didn't have a clue as far as you know what avenue to take I didn't have any kind of mentors to show me like, hey, this is what you need to do to get on, on tour. So my thing was that if I didn't know anything about the industry, I used to try to learn as much as I can about it to where it can broaden my thinking to where I going on in the industry to where it can further help me. With that being said, when I got out of school, you know, I got into the PGM program with the PGA. And from there, it, just, it was just very, very eye-opening. But I knew that golf was what I wanted to do. And I knew that was what was on my heart. So in order to really, truly understand the industry and understand all the different aspects of it, that's why I went into it and, you know, learned about the fundamentals of teaching, which, which eventually helped me with my golf game. Which is, right. I knew playing professional golf for me wasn't going to be like, I guess you could say a Roy McIlroy or a Tiger Woods, because those particular people, they were groomed from a young age to make it there. 
And for me, I didn't have right. like, you know, the professional instruction. If I was good, don't get me wrong, but I just didn't feel like I was, was at that level. So I knew it was going to take me right. a little bit longer, a little bit of un unconventional approach for me to, to get to the professional level <laughs> to play golf. You know, so I didn't put a lot of pressure on myself to achieve a lot on a professional level, like playing golf at a young age in my 20s. I eventually had a little bit of success when I was 26, but that was after working in the industry and learning about those different aspects. Like for instance, I started off at Golf Tech. I was a teaching pro. And like I say, that was absolutely eye-opening. Like I learned a lot about the fundamentals of the swing. I learned about, you know, the terminology of golf and, you know, how the body right. moves, how the body's supposed to move. So it gave me a good benchmark or a good baseline as far as how to build my golf swing and how to, you know, self-correct myself. Right. And then from there, I went into club fitting, club fitting, club building, you know, working for a tailor-made in Nike. Like I say, that was another eye-opening experience. So I didn't understand, like, even at that point, I didn't understand that my equipment was a, a big part to do in, in my performance as well. Like I say, that was another eye-opening experience where I, I had to get, you know, top-notch equipment, make sure it was fit for my golf swing. So you got these two things. I got, you know, the teaching part of it where I kind of was able to hone my skills a little bit better. Right. And also with the equipment, I kind of know what I needed to help myself to get better at golf with the equipment wise. And then from there, just like the industry in general, just, the, you know, the different tours, the different tournaments, it was just a lot of things that I had to learn along the way. And I just had to be patient with myself and, you know, not don't be so hard on myself for one thinking that I had to have these results by a certain time because, you know, right. golf is a game of longevity. You know, to oh, yeah. you know, I mean, it's just really, I just learn as much as I can apply it to myself. And eventually this, this is where I'm at right now in, in my well, career. That's a, I love how you you're putting that. Cause I mean, like I said, you, you're giving me a different perspective and you'll give our listeners a different perspective of golf. And it's not just the tour. It's so many different things to it. So one of the things I want to ask you about, because li just listening to you, you definitely have a tone and a cadence about you that says, you can make things happen. You have to be willing to make things happen, but you can make things happen. So what advice would you give to any young person trying to figure out what they want to do or any advice about your know, career choices and, and things like that, what you've done? So what your advice to them? Well, for one, my first advice would be is to pray. <laughs> First and foremost, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. um, you know, find, find out what your purpose is. I mean, not, not everyone's purpose will be golf. It could be they want to be a doctor or a lawyer. You just got to be able to find out what your passion is and what it is in the morning that you can wake up and do and not feel like it's a strain for you to get up in the morning. Right. Like for me, I knew it was golf. You don't, I don't have to set an alarm clock for me to get up at six in the morning to want to do this because this is what I want to do. If you have to wake up in the morning and you hit an alarm clock, and you roll back over and don't want to get up, then you're probably not not in your right industry. Find that passion. And I mean, a lot of those purposes and passions, you know, it comes from above for me. I prayed about what my purpose was back in 2010 and I got an answer and, it, and God told me it was golf. I mean, you got to find out what your passion is. And once you find that passion, you have to find you a mentor. Find you a mentor or someone who's in that field to where you can ask a lot of questions. You know, like right. asking questions is probably the best thing do and that's what I did I was like a sponge I, um <laughs> you know anytime I could run across a PJ tour player I would ask a ton of questions I'm, I'm right. I just ask as many questions as I can to try to soak up as much information as I could to see exactly you know what, what it is that I need to do to apply it to myself and that's why I took all those different jobs in the industry because it all just it was just all information that I knew eventually that I could use and apply to myself so with younger kids, I would just say, you know, keep the faith, keep God first, you know, find your mentor. I mean, not necessarily say they will come to you, but you can ask someone to be your mentor if you know right. that's what, if that's what you really want to do. 
And right. pretty, um, nine times out of 10, I'm pretty sure if someone sees that you're passionate about what it is that they're doing, they'll be more than willing to help you. And I mean, those would be my two biggest things to say, just keep God first, find your mentor and just, you know, ask as many questions and just try to learn as much as you can about whatever you're passionate. I just didn't probably talk to you all day about this. So this is so interesting to me. So this is great. I do want to ask you a question though. When JP wakes up and JP gets, you know, through his life, you've you've got a family to take care of and you've got other things in your life and you have you know your faith what do you want to be remembered for jp when someone says hey this is when i think of jp this is what i think about what what would that be um for one just being a man of faith a man of god first and foremost uh being being a great husband a great father thirdly like i say just being a being a good golfer you know and also just inspiring other people just being that beacon of light just living my life and showing, you know, the perseverance, showing the hard work, showing integrity. And those are the things I, I really want to be remembered by, just inspiring others and just being a leader by example. That's pretty much what I want to be remembered by. Just a man of faith, you know, a family man, a great golfer, hopefully. <laughs> Everyone knowing that I was a hard worker, I persevered through, you know, whatever tribulations that may have came. I was just passionate about what I did. And I also inspired some people and helped people behind me coming forward. Yeah, those are the things. Those That's are the so awesome. Things. You said your family didn't play golf, but your but your dad had a friend who was in sales, right? And said, mm -hmm. "Hey, this might be a good way. If you're going to be in sales, you got to golf is a great way to to." have those kind of sales calls. I'll call it sales calls, right? I yeah. can do that. I think that's just so interesting how he came around that. We always believe that golf does have a way to, for business, but also has a way for just teaching. And I think you yes. really have seen that in your own way, but how I'm just so impressed that you have built your career and your life around golf is the avenue that you do, but it's what you do with that, that makes it special. It's, you know, winning, you know, you've won tournaments and you've been playing and you, you know, we'll get up and we'll do the workouts, but it's really your mental toughness that I'm most impressed with and that your ability to look at a wider aspect of the game. So impressive, JP. I've really, really enjoyed this uh, so much. So thank you yeah. so much for sharing your insight on golf your faith and your family. And I, we wish you the best of luck with all the tournaments and hopefully we can have more tournaments if we can get through COVID, right? <laughs> yes, I hope so. I hope so. But thank you yeah. so much for having me. Like my dad, like I can always go back to what my dad always told me when I was little. He should say, you got, you got to look at the bigger picture. And, and everything. I mean, it was funny. He, yeah. I, when, I, when I first started driving when I was 16, you know how you just look, you can have tunnel vision. You're just looking at the lanes in front of you. But he used to always tell me when I'm driving, look at the bigger picture. Because, you, you know, like you got to see the cars coming the other way. Even though you're in this lane, you have to look at everything that's around you. It somewhat correlates to how I do things and, you know, in the golf industry. I always try to look at a bigger picture or just look at everything yeah. from a broader perspective. So it's been it's been instilled in me ever since I was little, along with like preparation and hard work, like my dad, he always, the one of his biggest philosophies that I take with me for life is, you know, preparation is 90% of your daily routine. So whatever you're preparing for, you yeah. know, the 10% is un unexpected. That's pretty much for me right now is golf tournament. So 90% of my day should be focused around, <laughs> you know, preparing myself for my next tournament. Yeah. So that, that's basically those two things that I always try to do. Just look at the bigger picture and just, you know, spend 90% of my day preparing. Well, that's that's good advice for any of us, right? No matter, it didn't have to be golf. It could be for any of us, right? Any industry, yeah. <laughs> life in yeah. general, right? Well, we do wish you the very best in your next tournaments. And, and okay. thank you again thank for you. being on our team. We're 
We're so honored. No, thank you. So, no, thank you. I am honored that, you know, you all believe in me and support me to, to be able to pursue my dreams. And I mean, it's just a, it's a one in a lifetime opportunity. And I really, 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 from the bottom of my heart, I really appreciate it. And like I well, said, I'm just, I'm just going to do my absolute best to, to represent Veritex Bank the best way I can and, you know, continue to work hard and, you know, hopefully I can get some W's and, and get and, and get to the PJ Tour. That's the ultimate goal. So. We'll, we'll, we will pray do. for you and we'll also wish you the best. But listen, you've already made it yes, in life. I just yes, want to make sure you know that. Thank okay? you. <laughs> thank you. All right. Yes, Thanks so much. Good luck okay. to you. Okay. Thank bye -bye. you. Thank you. Bye-bye.